0: Welcome back to another episode of Faith Is a Journey. This is your host Tanner Herman. We've got a special bonus episode for you all today. Um, <clears throat> something that's been weighing on my mind, my heart lately, um, for a few reasons, and I'll get into a couple of them, you know, in this in this episode and, and later on episodes. Um, but, you know, we are sitting here in November of 2023. Um, A couple months ago, my family and I, we decided to move away from the state of South Carolina um, and move back to Ohio, where I am from. Um, So, you know, things have not been easy. Things have, you know, we're, we're taking it, you know, each wave as it comes. We definitely feel like we're just on a boat in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of a storm. You know, we're praying together, we're, you know, doing everything we can to uh, ride out the waves, ride the ship, uh, and uh, get us back to a nice, even, and, and calm sea as we're going through some challenges here. Um, but with that, this is something that I have been asking people and talking about, uh, and I saw it on a social media post you know, probably about 2016, 2017. Um, so it's been that long, and I I haven't been able to comment on it the way I felt like I should have. Um, you know, up until now, as I'm I'm putting this you know, whole podcast and this whole plot um, platform together. <clears throat> so this bonus episode is going to be called "What's Your Why." Um, you know, outside of our normal episodes with faith as a journey um, there are a few things that i like to talk about with um, daily motivation Um, things that you know i struggle with or things that i do pretty well and just give a different perspective on it i like to use my voice and some experiences um, and use some different things that i see throughout social media and and different conversations i have with people um, and be able to express that and put you know my own opinion out there for people so this one again is What's Your Why? i um, just talking about, you know, our daily motivations and how motivations change. And before we dive into it, um, I'm going to start just like I did on the normal um, episode. I will go back through, we're going to go, you know, do the Lord's Prayer. Um, remember, this is faith-based conversations, so always want to open up with that. Keep our conversations in faith. Um, because that's how we're going to go through this journey together um, if our faith is strong then the journey will be strong it'll be it'll be nice and smooth and that's and that's what i believe keep our faith and the journey will be just fine so let's go ahead and i'll read the lord's prayer our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So like I said, this this bonus episode um, dealing with, you know, what motivates us Um like I said, I go back to maybe 2016, 2017. um, You know, just scrolling through some social media. Um, I don't remember what I was doing or, you know, how it caught my eye. Um, But just, you know, seeing that when you're scrolling through social media and something just pops up. Black background, big, bold, white letters. Just kind of shouts at you. What's your why? At the time... I didn't really think anything about it you know i'm, I'm just gonna scroll and not really paying attention to anything just mindlessly scrolling um and then a couple of days later i see it pop up again you know black background big white bold letters what's your why and that time i thought you know i'm, I'm seeing this more than once maybe there's something i should step back and, and kind of look at and reflect on my life a little bit um and the more that I just stood at, I, I kind of just stared at the screen. I didn't know how to answer that question. I just kept repeating, what's your why? What's my why? What's you know what's that mean? What's that supposed to be saying? Um, you know, and at this time, it was, it was kind of a weird time in my life too. You know, in 2016, 2017, I had um, you know, graduated from college, moved to South Carolina for an internship. Internship went well, decided to stay in South Carolina. Um, So, you know, first time really living away from home, um, you know, where I couldn't just get in the car, take the highway and and see my parents, you know, an hour later from from college. Um, So there was a lot of unknowns out there. Um, I wasn't really sure what my why was, what was my purpose or what motivated me, um, what made me stay in South Carolina rather than coming back home, uh, what got me up in the morning, why I did certain things. I hadn't really thought about it up until that point. And I made it at a point that I was going to spend some time and think about this. I was really going to take some time for myself something that I don't know if I had ever done before. Um, and you know, figure out what I was I was doing. Um, why I was doing certain things, where I was coming from with certain things, and, and maybe think about my future a little bit more than I, I had. Cause moving to South Carolina was all really kind of sudden. Finding the internship was sudden. Deciding to stay was sudden. Um, and I moved to, to South Carolina for my internship in, in May. Um, but I didn't really have it secured un, until the end of April. Like, and it was two weeks, three weeks later, you know, I'm starting my internship. And it's, you know, 800, 900 miles away. And that's, you know, it should be something that you think about. But, you know, I had the opportunity. You had a couple interviews and, you know, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Um, and then same thing with, the internship coming to an end and, you know, being asked, well, do you want to stay if there's opportunities or you just want to go back home or what's going on? Um, you know, you want to think about interviewing at places. Um, so, you know, again, two weeks before the internship ended, uh, Labor Day weekend, you know, I'm supposed to let people know if I'm staying, moving, whatever, because we were in intern housing. Um, maybe two weeks, on the dot when I was supposed to give a notice, I'm like, had an interview that morning. Um, you know, they really liked me. So like two hours later, they gave me a call. They offered me the job. Um, and they offered me the job, like as I'm feet away from going to my internship coordinator's office to let her know what I'm doing. And at the time it was just an, I don't know. Um, but then when I got the phone call and everything, I'm like, yes, okay. So I walked through the door Hey, I'm gonna stay. This is the job I just accepted, um, and then the next thought came: is like, where am I gonna live? So then, again, for two weeks until then, is you know finding finding living arrangements for staying in South Carolina, which I didn't know I was doing until the very last minute. Um, so it was all just all done very quickly, and there was not a lot of thought with uh, most things that I did in life. I just kind of went with it. Um, and I've, I've, since then I've learned that, you know, we got to take some time and, and take a deep breath and step back a little bit. Um, and it's just it's just an interesting concept now, going back and reading my notes and, and saying this on... I really had no idea. Like, I wasn't... I was 22, 23... So you're looking at you know seven eight years later now doing this podcast and this platform how much things have actually changed um and i'll get through that with how my motivations have changed since then and how life is crazy in all aspects um so then when i took some time this was you know back in 2016 or so when i i took a breath, I stepped back and and came up with a list of things that motivated me at the time. And the first one was, you know, that full-time job I had secured. Um, you know, I was, I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to, to move to South Carolina and have this internship. And it was great because we, you know, it was paid, we had intern housing. So, um, there wasn't the stress of, you know, trying to find a place on top of the moving and and, a new people and a new experience. Um, so then when I did have a full-time job and I secured that, I'm like, you know, that's great. I gotta, I gotta keep this going. This is what's gonna keep me in the area. It's gonna, you know, pay pay the bills. It's gonna pay rent, um, you know, keep gas in the car, keep food in the refrigerator, and it's gonna pay for all the extra stuff. Um, you know, it paid for my gym membership. It paid for, you know, going out with friends. It paid for golf and, you know all the other trips that I took so the, the job was the motivation cuz that's where I got my money from Mo- money at the time was my biggest motivator I had to make money I um and since things since then things have have definitely changed on that aspect um mm-hmm. because money's money's pretty temporary if you look at you know the big picture and the and the scope of things um One of my other motivations, um, you know, when I talked about the job and the money and uh, paying for my gym membership, you know, it was going to the gym, Um, being involved in sports and athletics for most of my life and participating in teams. You just got into a routine, you know, playing high school football, morning workouts before school, everything was a routine, three, four days a week, you know, doing basketball, doing track and field, Everything was scheduled out. Everything was a fitness routine. When you go to practice, when you do weightlifting, conditioning, um, recovery, um, and I had lost that from a little bit in college, and I and I got it again um, towards the end. But then when I wasn't participating in sports or intramurals or rec leagues or anything like that, um, you know, that's when I felt you know more depressed and sad and, and kept to myself a little bit more. Um so when I got into the internship program and a couple of our um interns were big gym heads, you know, loved fitness and everything else. We we'd go to the gym together and we built that bond. Um and we found a really good gym down there. Um, you know, twenty four seven access, all that kind of stuff. So I and I like working out weird hours go before work, after work, whatever, middle of the night if, if I couldn't sleep. Um, but just working out by myself, headphones up, music loud um, was a safe space for me. Um, so that was my, one of my motivations as well to be able to get into the gym. and at the time I was going you know five, six days a week. because um, I didn't have a lot going on in my life. you know I had my job socializing with a few friends and stuff like that. Lived across the street from the beach, um, so the gym was, you know, one of my happy places. Um, and then anything else involving fitness or anything outside um, at the gym, you know, like I said, five, six days a week in the morning before work or after work, middle of the night. Um, I would also go and play some golf with a couple of friends, one, two times a week, just to be able to get outside. Um, and I was always one I would, working on my game no way near was i gonna get to a level where i could go play golf for a living and and make millions of dollars off of it but i like the game i like the mental aspect of the game and improving and and trying to improve each time i played um so that was a big motivation for me as well um and and the third one that i came up with is kind of just quoted as like i couldn't fail um always raised as a competitive spirit and you know there was different aspects where I wouldn't say failing was a good thing but you would definitely be able to learn from mistakes or learn from failure you learn from losing in a competition or whatever but being my first real job away from home being that far away from home the big just the big thing is i i could not fail at that um i was so afraid of failing at the time um failing with paying bills on time or failing with you know job performance and losing my job and not being able to do anything because i didn't have the money so the fear of failure you know 2016 to 2019 was, I would say, the number one motivator in my life. And up till you know 2019, I was in South Carolina. I, I was moving up in my job. I got a, a, you know, I think two or three promotions. had traveled from South Carolina to Florida for, I think two conferences. I had gone out to California for a conference. So, there's a lot of things that were exciting with my job and, and growth opportunities that I, I could not fail because those opportunities would no longer be there. Um, and I made great connections along the way that would help me in that journey. And so then, you know, 2019, 2020, I had, you know, done a well enough job in, in my program and done a good enough job at the resort I was at that I did secure a promotion and relocated to Panama City Beach, Florida. Um, and that was a whole different journey in my life that I had signed my contract with them 24 later after I had signed a Category 5 hurricane hit the Panhandle in Florida uh, and pretty much changed the dynamic of the area, um, even to this day. Um, a lot of businesses are still closed and um, people with financial situations have not recovered since then. So me, again, being by myself and moving a state away and, and doing those things, I was still pretty much by myself. Moved to a brand new location, brand new work property. And, and didn't know anyone, of course. Only talked to a few people over the phone. So this brought on a lot of new challenges. One of the big ones is that I lived on property at the resort for close to two and a half months, almost three months, um, before the apartments and condos and stuff had opened up. Um, Cause most of the open spaces, you know, different electricians or construction crews, even ones from out of state were getting hotel rooms and apartments, you know, to help bring the area back together. Um, <clears throat> so that was a very depressing time of my life where there was a lot more uncertainty there. And work was okay. We had, you know, a couple buildings on the resort, but from the storm, I would think I'd, I'd worked maybe two, three weeks with the buildings being closed before we could let guests in and, and our inspections passed. Um, and we only opened then one building. So then another two months went by before we could open up the other building. So I had been working at this property, you know, maybe close to three months, four months before we were at full capacity. We had enough guests to run the activities and, and keep everything afloat. <coughs> and that brought on a lot of other challenges because staffing was so critical at the time. You know, we needed staff to help our property get back together, but we also couldn't afford it, so that was just, you know, I didn't know what my motivations were again, you know, I went to a new property, a new location, and just felt empty, and I was lonely and depressed, and it was it was pointless to go out and try to do anything because I just felt like I was on meet more people that were the same way. But this was you know their home and I'm the new one there and just you know make some people mad of like what's going on? Why is why is this the way it is? And people are like, well, it happens. And but on their side, their house is no longer there, or you know the family vehicle got blown away or. The big tree in the front yard collapsed onto their car, um, so I couldn't let my, you know, depression from just coming there and living at the hotel that was that wasn't open, compare to them having their homes ripped apart or their one family vehicle being demolished by a tree. The depression didn't match up, and I I couldn't relate. To that experience, um, <clears throat> and as we move down the, the timeline through there, um, you know, 2019 did get better. Um, you know, in a, in a short time, when things kind of started opening up again, you um, know, I met this crazy family that that came to the property. Thirty um, some people in this family three rooms across the property um they came to everything i was the activities recreation manager I, i ran all the activities all our food events all of our fitness program and i i can't even make up or tell a little white lie that not three or four of them came to every single activity that was ran um there was always someone from this family at one of the activities for two weeks um and that and that changed my entire outlook and my mental state at that time Um, i felt more accomplished at work because people were actually showing up and we had positive guest interactions and feedback it was probably the best two weeks in my life up to that point it was an unreal experience and got to talk to each each one of those family members in length for the amount of time that they were there and um it was just great great people and i'd highlight this family in particular and it might be a story that comes up later if i can get my my wife on an episode with me but part of this family is when i met the woman that would eventually be my wife and the mother to my children and as soon as how do I want to say this as soon as I thought in my mind that there was something real there I thought thought there was some kind of future there every motivation that I thought I had at that time was was changed forever it went to selfish motivations but not in a selfish um negative kind of way my motivations in the past had always been centered around myself because it was just me but at that moment you know moving into 2020 pre-covid pandemic um you know when i asked her you know if, if she would be my girlfriend if if we could see where this would take us my motivations weren't around myself. All of my motivations were for other people and for others. And I had not experienced that in my life up to that point. Um, So when I look back, you know, from basically 2020 um, to present, 2023, I look at, you know, four things that are... um, five things that are my big motivators in life that every day one out of the five two three or five out of five you know play a huge part of my day and and help me get through it um and just real quick before I dive in individually but it's you know my wife my two boys um my job my faith and my friends and i broke friends down into you know two categories it's either with or without kids um because those friend groups are entirely different um and if you're listening if you have kids and you have friends that have kids and friends without kids you know exactly what i mean that both set of friends are great fantastic um but there's just a, a difference in their life that can that can help as well um so as I go back through this list and kind of dive into each individually, it's just amazing to me looking at this and you know, when I reflect back talking through this episode, I, I, I might get a little emotional, I probably already have, um, but I would have never seen this coming. Um, and I think it's just, it's amazing how our motivations change over time especially when God is there and you know he changes our motivations you know at the least expected time things change when we're not asking for things to change he has a plan in place we're here fulfilling his plan um, and it's it's just I can't stop saying how amazing it is looking back at it so when I look at today and and when I say my my wife is everything to me she is my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. She's always got my back. She's always fighting in my corner. She's one reason why I've dove headfirst into church and following Jesus and wanting to you know do this podcast as a way to thank her and to express how much gratitude I have for you know opening my heart and my mind and and letting me see things that I, I did not see before I met her um, there's a lot of things that, you know, we're both two big personalities and we don't always agree on everything and we're not supposed to because marriage is not a 50-50 relationship. Some days it's 80-20 me, some days it's 70-30 her. Sometimes <clears throat> at just the wrong moment, it's it's 100-0 either way, um, but that's part of what makes our relationship great and that's what makes her great. Um, And I wouldn't have the last four years any differently. She has shown me what parenthood looks like and feels like and hears like and you know, all the emotions around parenthood uh, she was blessed with having a child in a previous relationship um, that I am now very fortunate um, for him to call me dad. And she's also blessed me with a child of my own that is calling me Dada. So when I say my wife is everything to me, it, it truly is. I, I wouldn't be a brand new man without her and you know taking it one step away from that you know I go into my next two biggest motivators uh, and those are my two boys um, they're two different personalities and there's an, you know a little bit of an age gap we've got six and we've got 21 months 22 months here in a couple couple weeks um, And it's just awesome, you know, it's, the days that are good, they're great, the days that are bad, they're also great. It's loving to see them grow up and disliking it at the same time, because you love when they ask you for help, but you're sad when they stop asking you for help, because you won't be able to help them with those things anymore yes there will be new things that you can help them with in the future but the little things that you help them with as they're getting an understanding of life you won't be able to be that helping hand anymore Um, I'm getting to a point where I don't have to open the bag of chips anymore I don't have to open the little pack of fruit snacks I don't help with you know, the toothpaste, even though I should, because it gets all over the sink, um, but he says he got it, so I have to have faith, and I trust that he's got it, um, and then on the other hand, I see the youngest one that, you know, we just saw walking, and we're going up and down stairs, and, you know, we're, the little, the little pinky grab, um, and he needs a lot more help understanding life and and walking this journey. And he sees a lot of that from his older brother too. So I cherish the days that they need everything, knowing that sooner or later, they're not going to need me for certain things anymore. And that's that's the sad part of parenthood. Um, Also love the days that you know they're happy and they're excited and they're all over the place and they want to do their own thing and you love how happy they are but you also love the days that you know they're sad or they're sick they're not feeling the best and all they want is you that all they want is you know to lay on the couch and watch disney movies or all they want to do is cuddle with you and fall asleep on your bed and those are two wildly different emotions as well um and I know in my experience growing up, you know, when I'm sick, I wanted to be with a parent. But as you got older and you're sick, you just want to be left alone. You want to hide under the blanket. You want to get better as fast as you can. And you don't want to talk or see anything or anyone. Um, and it's, it's awesome. Parenthood is a beast. It's there's nothing in life that could ever have prepared me for the experience of parenthood you know have having nieces nephews younger cousins you know it's it's not the same that you know you get to babysit them for a couple hours or whatever and then you hand them off to their parents like that's just babysitting babysitting family that's not parenthood As much experience as you get from changing someone else's kid's diapers or whatever. You know, feeding them food or, you know, taking them shopping. It's fine and dandy. Aunts, uncles, grandparents do that every day. But again, they get to return that child back to the rightful owners. Their parents. Um, So parenthood is a beast that I will argue until I'm out of breath that there's nothing that can prepare you for parenthood and at the same time that is the most amazing thing the most amazing thing in life good bad indifferent good parenting days bad parenting days enjoy the moment enjoy the journey monday could be absolutely terrible but tuesday is going to be fantastic wednesday through friday it's going to be an up and down climbing that hill battle Saturday and Sunday are gonna be the best days of your life. And that's just part of parenting. You win some and you lose a lot more. And that's that's where I struggle a little bit, is <laughs> I am a competitive person. I want I like things done my way and I have I have lost a lot more battles with my kids than I have won and I have to be able to accept that cuz it's I have to be able to mold them into the parents that they should be. You know, that's but it's on them to create that experience in the future. It's my job to give them the bits and the pieces and the information and the resources to be successful, but they don't have to figure it out on themselves. I'm just I'm I'm a part of their life. In the big picture, for such a tiny part of their timeline, I'll be there as long as I'm needed and as long as I'm allowed. But this short time and parenthood with young kids, I just have to find the right resources to give them. And it's—it's it's amazing. I don't—I—I I can't say enough. The good days definitely outweigh the bad. It really do. So any parents listening to this that are struggling with, you know, kids that don't listen, kids that don't want to eat their food when you eat your food, you know, kids that argue with siblings and fight siblings, it's okay to discipline, it's okay to sit them down and tell them things they should and shouldn't do. But just give them the resources they need to be successful in life. Let things play out a little more don't intervene so much it'll all work itself out and they'll all figure it out but let them figure it out their way and that's my little tidbit of information and parenthood for you today take it or leave it that's it's your choice moving on um through my next motivation and today it's it's my job um I'm not going to sit here and say that a job and and making money and providing for my family doesn't motivate me. It's definitely changed a lot more having a family than being single. Um, Now that I know everything that I get in return for my job goes back into providing the best way I can for my family. Um, I don't play as much golf as I used to. The flexibility in my time going to the gym has definitely changed. There is no middle of the night workouts because my fear is having a sick kid wake up in the middle of the night and needing me and me not being there but I decided to go work out um and that's always the thing too that I get into the into the gym you know first thing in the morning um try to get back home and be able to take him to school um but I still have that fear and, and that worry that you know that nightmare's gonna happen at between you know four and, and seven a.m. and they're gonna need to rush into our room and all they're gonna want is me to hold them and protect them and let them fall back to sleep. Um, but I find that you know when I get to the gym first thing in the morning and I can come back home and I have a clear mind and a, and a new perspective on each and every day. And we just start off the day a lot better. If I'm already awake and I've already gotten a workout in, I've already got a sweat going, I can deal with anything. If my kid wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, <laughs> I got it, you know? I just dealt with some meatheads in the gym that's trying to drop his weights and squat in the building and I have to work around that madness. So I'm ready for it. And we just, you know, take the day as it comes. And we get them off to school and they're ready to go and they're ready to attack it <clears throat> uh, the next motivator and, and this was in you know no order at all just uh, taking notes that my faith has since become a huge motivator that I I didn't find Jesus in, until 2023 um you know even being with my wife and my family for 2 or 3 years and knowing her experience and and her walk in faith and her following Jesus I I didn't have any of that I had no idea um like I mentioned in in the other episode um up until this year you know January of 2023 I would I wasn't walking into a church by myself um but I did I I walked into a church I dove head first into the deep end no floaties on no nothing and have loved every second of it and I found I found some scripture that you know it doesn't quote anything about motivations but it's something that gives a lot of encouragement um, and it just speaks to me so, the scripture's from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, and it reads, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am you, God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, that is Isaiah 41:10, And it's just, a, you know, finding strength and motivation in God's presence. Um... You know, the scripture doesn't tell you that God's giving you the motivation. That's, you know, that's not how this works. It's the opportunities to find the strength and the opportunities for motivation. Um, you know, there's a lot of other scripture. You know, it's, I can, I can do anything through God that strengthens me. Um, there's... What's the other one that, you know, I, I've got, um, from Psalms 118, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. It, I mean, if you read, if you read those, how does that not motivate you when you have faith and you're following in Jesus as one of your motivators in life, if you wake up in the morning. And the first thing you want to do is read your Bible and read some scripture. That's your motivation. That's that's one thing that helps you get through the day. So faith should absolutely be a motivator in your life. And in my opinion, I'm going to encourage you through this episode and every other episode is to find your faith. The journey of life is a whole lot better with faith. And when we look back at Isaiah... In the chapter itself, you know, we're finding our strength and our motivation in God's presence. And in Isaiah, you know, God is telling the Israelites that he promises to be with them. He will be with them in the midst of their trials, in the midst of their war, in the midst of their fight. He promises to strengthen them and help them persevere. To help them, to give them a push along the path help them with each step along their journey and that is his promise to him and he uses the phrase the righteous right hand and that's a metaphor of god's power it's his authority and it's his blessing everything that comes from god is in that righteous right hand and the, the power of god is unmatched his authority is unmatched blessings that he gives you and I are unmatched and I am I am so grateful to have found my faith and and to have this as my top five motivators and motivations of life is outstanding and my fifth one on the list and again not in any kind of order Um, like I mentioned, is my friends and my my friend group. I have a friend group that I've, you know, we've been talking and we've been friends and we've had this brotherhood since high school. We've had a group chat since then as well. still ongoing to this day. And they're like my second family. And it's amazing to see my friends grow. You know, we grow together and we grow separately. And like I said, it's it's amazing to see friends that you grew up with that are raising kids but it's also great to see friends that you grew up without kids it's not good bad or indifferent but you know you take bits and pieces of your friends that are parents and you bring it back into your home and I pray that you know my friends do the same when you know they see us with our kids some of my best friends in life are both you know, very good friends back in South Carolina with, with two children of their own, and I see them, you know, walking this life, you know, Christ first, and knowing that their faith is at the top of their family pyramid is amazing to see. I see videos on social media all the time when their son is, you know, praying. Saying the, um, the Lord's Prayer, you know, going to the communion table, being involved in, in the church, and it's it's awesome. You know, our our children you know are there too, but being able to see it in the the friends' perspective is a lot different than seeing my kids do it, and it and it touches your heart a little bit differently. You know, but I also have friends that have kids that you know haven't found their faith, that haven't found Jesus yet, and it's again not good, bad, or indifferent, and it's and it's part of life, and I hope that they do find it. Um, but you know, there's there's parenting tips and tricks and strengths and weaknesses that they have as well that we use in our own home. You know, talk to friends about that, and we see that. You know, they do things on a more gentle parenting level. They have great, wonderful kids, and but they're not, you know, the loud and in-your-face and um, big, flashy parents to begin with, so it, it makes sense that they're gentle parents, but it works for them, and their kids are fantastic, and we love them to death. Um, and there's, you know, there's, again, certain things that we take from them, and we use in our home. And I hope that they take things from us and they use in their home. Because raising kids, you know, you need help in in different aspects. You need a new perspective and and a fresh viewpoint every once in a while. Um, Because it's life, life changes every second, every minute, every day. Um, And someone might have found something that works best for them, and why not give it a shot? And then you see your friends that don't have kids, um, don't have kids yet, or they're far from having kids. I have friends that, um, you know, they're expecting their child um, in the spring of 2024, and I, I can't wait to see them be parents. They're two fabulous people. We've been friends, I mean, going on, seven years now um, I thought it would be a lot sooner that they would have been having a child but you know it was in God's timing that this worked out for them I think they both are very strong-willed they both have their heads on their shoulders right um, and I'm, I'm just very very excited to see them you know take another step forward in life and and grow and, and be great parents I have another friend, you know, that you know, they just got married last year. I don't think they're close to having kids. But they can take life as it goes. They've been successful. They've been able to travel. They've been able to go and do certain things. And they're enjoying life, you know, as as we should in all aspects. And their time will come to have kids, but right now it's it's their life, and they want to enjoy it together. They'll be, you know, the couple, the strong couple, right now. And then they'll have their kids, and they'll be fantastic. And you know, my time will come with my wife, where all of our kids are older and out the house, and that will be our time—the time with my wife to be able to travel and just be the two of us. So you know, as you see, two very different ends of the perspective, and nothing wrong with either. So I, I my motivators motivations in life have, have changed so much, and it's, again, it's just amazing, you know, what motivates us changes over time, they change when they're not expected, and it's taking this time to be able to express my motivations with you, how they've changed, and to reflect and reminisce, I'm taken back by how much things have changed, and, and where my growth is with life <clears throat> so I want you to think about as as we get ready to wrap this episode up you know what is your why what makes you jump out of your bed in the morning what makes you keep going when you are tired or stressed or depressed I'm not saying everybody needs to have the same motivations as, as myself or, or my friends when we're you know very close and, and what it motivates us you know I'm, I'm sure that some of you will have the same ones you know it's your wife it's your kids um, you know your friends and your faith and you know it might be other things that motivate you it might be you know your other family or your extended family um, and job money you know whatever your motivations are I I wanna challenge you all, and it's nothing that you have to share, keep it to yourself, put it in in a journal, notebook, your notes on your phone, but come up with a couple. Make a list of things that, you know, when someone asks you what motivates you, pull that list out, keep track of it, see how things change, it's it's always interesting talking to people, and I like asking this question. Um, you know, what are your motivations? What what gets you out of bed in the morning and what keeps you going? I mentioned, you know, when you're tired and stressed or or depressed, you know, it happens to all of us. You know, it's again, it's part of life. My experience and looking back on it and, and how I've grown, it's those feelings are not an excuse to escape from your life and to escape from your people. You know, I've come a long way knowing that if I start feeling depressed or overwhelmed, um, and I'm still working on it, but I have a, I have a few tricks to get back to, to who I am. I, I like being able to go outside and take a deep breath and, and be in the middle of fresh air, You know, going to the gym. Um, you know, my job, as as a job, helps me get back into my routines. You know, sometimes it's good and bad, depending on my mood. You know, I can I can have good, positive interactions with the people I work with, and that's, you know, a good way to get me back on track. The, the bad side of my job is that I dive, again, headfirst into the deep end, and I get lost in my job, and that brings me back on track, but I've lost time with the other aspects of what motivates me. Um, You know, just last week or so, I I took my oldest son out to one of the nature centers and we hiked and we saw some um, animals and we just enjoyed being outside. You know, left my phone in the car and just enjoyed life. And we got to walk the trails, um, walk through the creek, over a few bridges, um and just seeing my son enjoy the outdoors and enjoy nature in a different perspective really brought me back to where I needed to be and and we sat on a bench at the top of one of the hills and I just I just asked him I was like what do you what do you think of this what do you think of what you're looking at I don't know if I've ever heard him say anything was beautiful beautiful before that moment. And I couldn't disagree. Overlooking a creek, some hills, some some trails, the trees, the plants. I I couldn't say anything else other than, you know, this is this is the world that God created. Everything God has created is beautiful and I just left it at that I said that we got up off the bench and we kept going and it was one of the you know best days with him that I've had in such a long time and I go back you know I would I would assume that some of my motivations are the same as yours for those of you that are listening that are married and and have kids and you know it's those are always going to be your motivations in life how do you bring out the best in yourself to give them the best that you have and, and provide for them and make sure that they have everything that they need it's an unanswered question and it's it's hard to even discuss that cuz there's so many uncertainties but keep true to yourself Keep true to the man that you are, the woman that you are. Keep true to your faith, and everything is going to work itself out. God will make sure everything is taken care of. You know, I think that's, that's just what makes life great. So I, I thank you for listening. I hope that you know I gave you something for you guys to think about. Um, and, and take a moment and, and take a deep breath and step back and, and think about what motivates you in life. And get back into a routine and find that routine that involves your motivations. And get back to square one if you need to. Because I guarantee you, when you figure out what that list is, you couldn't do life without that. That list and that motivation is what keeps you going every day. And Without it, you'd be lost. And that's kind of why I look at, you know, life and, and faith as a journey. Take one step at a time, one step in front of the other, and walk in faith. Walk on the path that Jesus has set for you. And I guarantee you everything will be okay. So I thank you guys for listening. You know, I'll have a few bonus episodes every every once in a while. Just some things that, you know, pop into my head, pop in instead of my heart on ways that I can express um, you know daily motivation or daily thoughts and you know hopefully be a voice of reason and just a nice calm steady voice for you guys to listen to and, and get through your day so I hope you enjoyed it stay tuned for the next episode for faith is a journey and also stay tuned for any bonus episodes that might pop up thank you guys and enjoy